So this is the final episode of the Sober Bros podcast. We have come to a decision that this show has served its purpose. What exactly is the purpose? Well, we're going to go over that, some of the reasons why we decided to end this show where we did. So um, how do you feel about the decision? Well, um, it's, right decision or wrong decision? Um, I think for you right now, it's the right decision. You yeah. Know? And um, yeah, I'm pretty clear on that. And I've done, I took many days to like check it through my gut and heart and mind. Mm -hmm. Starting the podcast, I will say this, starting the podcast was beautifully, amazingly spontaneous. A flash of an idea just came to me and then I texted you, you were on board and we just jumped right into it. So starting it was spontaneous. Ending it here, I think, is sort of a, what do you call it, methodical. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I interrupted you. I know, I, I, you know, from the get-go, I've always supported you and uh, your decision uh, to do this. And um, I don't do any of the work. I just show up and talk. Everything else is on you. And uh, the task is quite a bit. You have a lot of things on your plate, especially moving forward here with a new child. And... Yeah, I think things have shifted for, for you. And I think that this podcast, for uh, the reason why it was started, has been very, very successful. And I know what it's done for me, mm. you know? And yeah, so I want to hear more about what it's done for you. But first, I'll just sort of like yeah. affirm what you just said, which is the way I see it, starting this podcast was, number one, an intervention for you. That's why I did it. And I think it was successful. You haven't drank in, what is it, 120 days or something like that? Something like that. I haven't even checked the app in yeah, a while. Right. Yeah. You're just like in sobriety now and doing your thing and we'll hear more about what that is. But so intervention for you. Also, it could be nothing other than beneficial for me. And so I think that was a success too, because, you know, I've stayed sober and it's just the, and I've learned a lot from producing the show. Like you said, I do everything. I do all the heavy lifting. And so I've learned a lot from creating this podcast and learning about marketing and copywriting and graphic design and all kinds of tools and skills that I can, skills that I can put into my toolkit moving forward. Because one of the things I want to do by ending this podcast now um, is to free up time to look for clients and make some money so I can pay the bills. Got a kid on the way, A. And then B is to be more present for Tracy as she's about to give birth and then after giving birth. So those are the two main reasons for me. Not that I'm not digging the show or anything. I love the Sober Bros, the name, the branding, connecting with you and sharing with the audience and trying to entertain or inspire people and, you know, help them maybe invite them or encourage them to stay on the path of sobriety. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. Oh, so, you know, reasons I learned a lot. And then also we wanted to help other people. I think we have, you know, helped some people to some degree. Um, the only thing that wasn't fulfilled as far as like intentions for this show is to like see it all the way through as a business to make money so we can continue producing this show to like become something, helping more people, hundreds of thousands is what I had envisioned. Mm -hmm. And that requires healthy stream of income to do that, not doing something else, but doing this. Right. So we didn't see it through there, but you know, I'm really looking forward to what's next. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's probably starting at some point over the next few months, like a, a new YouTube channel where I am maybe trying to like help 
young men on a path to living a better life somehow. I'm in the early stages of like coming up with what I want to talk about, what I want to share and all that and who my target audience is. So a couple of months, two, three months, I'm just going to be strategizing my next creative move, looking for clients and being present for the birth. Yeah, you talked about moving forward with taking pieces of things that you've done in the past, you know, and assembling them into a whole that also nurtures your creative desire to do more photography and videography, you know, and... Yeah, because I, I haven't done that in a while, just go out and, like, practice personally and professionally photography and videography, and those are just things I love to do. Right. And the podcast kind of limits me into just, like, this sort of format, which is great, but I can't do it all. And so I really have to, in, into my 40s, I really want to pick, you know, a path and commit to it. Yeah. So I'm kind of going deep and, like, just, like, marriage was a commitment. And so I want to, like, go deep and, like, find my resolve to, like, commit to something, like, for a long term. That's kind of a new thing for me. Yeah. Because my whole life has been like bebopping around, fleeting from one thing to another, like a tasting menu, which I think is great if you're a teenager in your 20s and all that kind of stuff. When you're younger, I think, the tasting menu of life, just kind of trying things out. Yeah. But I'm sort of like entering like the second half of my life, you know, where I want to like kind of, instead of going out uh, like horizontal, I want to like go deep on things so uh, uh what about you yeah well i mean as everybody can see i just shaved oh yeah that's right yeah if you're watching the video ago. yeah you got to see daniel's face he's a completely different beast yeah so as has been documented in here over the last three months i have really dived uh headlong into exploring early childhood trauma and the pathways of addiction and the environment that creates addictive behaviors and how trauma really sets the stage for that. And I've done such profound healing. Um, starting a few weeks ago, I felt like it was probably going to be time to shave the beard, although I do prefer to have a beard. Um, I just, you know, really came to face the fact that I had grown the beard as kind of like a you know, fuck you to the rest of the world after separating from Sophie's mom. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm just done. I really honestly, at the time I felt honestly, I honestly don't feel like I need anybody. I don't feel like I need love from anybody else. I feel like it all just comes from right here. And I can feel that intensely. And um, so I'm just going to retire behind this beard. And But then... Coming across all this information and literature, I came to the conclusion that what I was actually doing was um, I didn't want to show my face anymore. I didn't want to be seen uh, by the world. And so I wanted to grow this symbol of masculinity um, that also on the outside, you know, it, by all appearances, there is a man, you know, but um, under underneath behind the beard, you know, was a person who's very wounded and has never felt safe in his life and has always felt um, very insecure about being Daniel Whipple. And um, I've just been doing so much healing with that and nurturing. I mean, that's, 
I just said that fucking word. And that's a word up until recently I never even liked to say my entire life. 44 years, I did, couldn't even like stand the feel of the word nurture in my mouth. But um, cultivating a true sense of self-worth after realizing that I had none, I just had none. And I feel safe finally to like let my smile be seen. I feel safe to let my emotions be seen and all the subtle nuances of a, subtle nuances of expression to be to be shown. Aww. And that has everything to do with um, getting sober. Aww. I wouldn't have been able, I just wouldn't have, you know, based on shit that happened last January, I, oh man, fuck, I just like, I checked out, I pieced out, you know, I was, I was really ready to just, I don't know, I could have, I could have died, you know, the way that I was going, so. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't have gotten into any of this information. I, and I, I wouldn't have been able to begin the healing process um, because it was just something that really needed to be done. And I'm crazy grateful for that because I feel like I'm changing um, fundamentally as a person. Uh -huh. And I'm extremely excited about that for uh, the way that I can show up for my daughter, that I can show up for my brother, that I can show up for my community. And I've had so many people tell me recently, good friends, you know, that, um, they just have noticed a profound difference in how I show up and how I'm behaving and, uh, you know, what they're hearing from me. And, um, for the first time in my life, I can like take that compliment. It's just crazy, Aww. you know, and I can, um, be proud of it. You know, I've never been able to be proud of myself authentically for anything. Um, so those are some of my takeaways um, for the viewers out there. Um, I would say if you have a desire to not just stop drinking or if you have a desire to not just be addicted to whatever it is that you're addicted to, which could be so many different things, relationships, um, food, sex, alcohol, drugs, gambling, online shopping, any number of things, exercise, um, and if you like have this like really yearning desire to, uh, shift that narrative into change, um, uh, definitely I support you in that. My contact information has always been there. You can reach out to me for, uh, support ideas. Um, if you just need to be listened to, like I'm available for that. Daniel, are you going to stay active on Instagram? You got some diehard fans over there. A few other people have also reached out to me saying like, okay, well, you're ending the podcast, but this was like an accountability thing for you guys. Like, what are you going to do as far as like putting into place systems, you know, that are going to ensure that you stay sober? I know for me, I'm going to reach back out to Frank Ferranti, you know, and try to make a weekly habit of going to a Sunday early evening Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, you know, but it's mostly just to hang out with Frank because he's just such a good friend. Yeah. To that question for me, like... No, I was saying to somebody the other day that uh, I'm past the point of, like, worry. For me, it's the first week where the temptations can really tear me asunder. At the same time, I'm not out of the woods because the temptation could come at any point in the future, even years down the road, right. and just wreck me completely. So it's a combination of I'm I'm fine with sobriety now for sure. But also, I don't know how else to word this. I have my guard up, like a, like a boxer or something. I'm not going to let my guard down. So 
that's where I'm at with the show as far as accountability goes. Besides, I'm plugging myself into the kid on the way, learning how to be a dad and another creative project. So <laughs> anyway, I don't see this podcast ending as a failure. Um, to me, it was a success and it will continue to be. Uh, so I don't see it quite as the end of everything. It's the end of a chapter, but the beginning of a, a new thing. Yeah. So, and uh, I hope that if you want to, you continue to plug into your business, Space of Love Foods. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting ready here. I keep on saying this for several weeks, and I've been saying this until I come across, like, another book, you know, that, like, just blows me away. Sounds like to me, I could be wrong, I'm just speaking out loud now that you're thinking about how you can maybe manage your time between deep inner work and research and then what you're going to do with your business, move, advancing it. Yeah, I'm trying to find the balance of like, uh, you know, when am I going to feel okay enough to go ahead and start shifting some energy, you know, instead of spending 30 something hours a week reading books and reflecting and meditating and journaling um, and start shifting some of that energy over to um, the business. Um, I'm trying to find that balance. Yeah. You know, uh, as I was saying it too, it just makes common sense. That's life. You know, when there's, you're juggling so many things in life as you become an adult, as one does work, yeah. money, um, professional pursuits, creativity, rest, education, self-reflection, Mm -hmm. All that. Yeah. Just finding the balance that works for you. Right. Yeah. In this interview, I was listening to, again, with uh, Gabor Mate today. Um, he mentioned one of the interviewers, uh, you know, was like, like, how do we start the process of healing and like, how long kind of does it, does it last? And Gabor Mate was like saying, um, it's a whole lifetime. Yeah. It's all lifetime. So there are some people, you know, uh, People typically today, you'll, you'll find so many different examples of people who identify with their trauma or they identify with whatever affliction that they have. And then there's also a, plenty of examples of people who start identifying with their healing, with their healing journey instead of just living life. I've met people like that. Well, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm not identifying with it, but I'm just so curious you're noticing that maybe you could be crossing that line. That at some point, they're, they're absolutely, I could spend the rest of my life reading books about trauma and shit like that, you know, yeah. instead of just living life. Um, but to me, it's still uh, so relatively new and exciting and intriguing. And I have s still so much curiosity. And like every time I like turn a new page, there's like another thing that I haven't thought about. You know, if it comes to the time when I'm like reading the same fucking shit over and over and over again. Yeah, I, I don't have the patience for that i'll probably come to a kind of thing where you bebop in and out of it you can do what you're doing now stop and do some focus on something else for a while and you split your percentages yeah you can always come back 100%. always come back to it you know when i when i find myself reading about um you know how a certain frog species can induce like trauma in certain individuals that's too much yeah going down rabbit holes right yeah i would bet that that could be a form of procrastination. Too. It absolutely, it's another avoidance. Yeah, mm. to be because I know something. procrastination is so insidious for me. Like today, I fucked around with it, man. Procrastination was killing me, man. I kept on like finding myself all of a sudden blacking out and doing some stupid little thing on the phone, like yeah, checking a Facebook notification or whatever the thing is, or going to pet the cat, you know. 
then I'd be like, Jesus Christ, like 10 minutes went by. You add 10 minutes traction up 10 times a day, you're wasting a lot of time. Yeah. Procrastination. Right. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good about seeing at what point it gets to be procrastination for me. Yeah. So. Well, cool. I'm looking forward to it. Of course, we're going to stay in touch. The show, the so we will continue to be the Sober Bros. And the show is at least put on a pause indefinitely. We'll see how it goes. It will live online. You can always find it. Uh, so and share the episodes. Yeah, I mean, there's still value still. in there if they help you or if you want to share them with somebody. Yeah. But, you know, until then, we appreciate everybody listening and giving comments and feedback and supporting us through this. It really has been invaluable to have the um, support and the accountability from all of the people who have been watching, listening, commenting. That was no small thing. Yeah, we really appreciate you. Yeah. So that's it for now. We hope to be hearing from you elsewhere online or see you in person if you're on Sedona. Thanks for tuning in to this. Stay sober. Stay sober. Stay free. All right. <laughs>